Welcome to the marketing edition of B2B Nation, part of the Technology Advice Podcast Network. Today on the show, we have Lucy Hitz, a content marketing producer at Simply Measured. I'm so excited to chat about using social for lead generation today. Thanks for joining the B2B Nation, Lucy. Hi, great to be here. Fantastic. Well, diving into social and lead gen, what would you say sort of in looking back in the past year at 2015, what are some of the biggest trends we saw in, in social media and how does that play sort of looking forward into 2016? Well, you know, we're kind of more looking forward to sort of trends that deserve social media dollars and um, resources in 2016 and looking at the stats from 2015 to sort of inform that. So. I think, you know, last year, video, it was really video's time to shine. It became really clear that um, to have a really robust social program, you need to have a video component, whether that's, you know, you're live casting on Periscope um, or you are, you know, you're investing in Facebook video. Um, And then, you know, virtual reality is something that a lot of brands are starting to think about. Long-form content is becoming really huge, and social commerce buy buttons were a huge thing last year and moving into this year. So um, there's an e-marketer study done, and 34% of those surveyed expected to see a rise um, in in attribution to social for actual purchase dollars. Um, So social media users worldwide who are interested in using buy buttons on social media in November 2015, 17% of those were on Tumblr, 14% on Instagram, 13% on Pinterest, 12% on Twitter, and 9% on Facebook, which is really interesting. Um, but I think that, you know, we've seen Pinterest really make their buy buttons way more robust and um, a lot easier to use, and sort of narrowing the gap between um, entry from a social platform to, you know, to buying the products. Um, and that's also how a lot of social networks are going to um, sort of prove their value and get more advertising dollars from brands. So I think wearable tech, you know, is also going to be something we've seen really um, take off and something that in 2016 will be quite, quite huge. So, so interesting. And I think, I mean, both of those examples, a lot of those examples that you just gave, um, Periscope and Pinterest, I think are really, really right now, at least targeted and geared towards a a lot of B2C marketers. But I'm curious, Lucy, what do you think, uh, how can we as B2B marketers learn from what B2C marketers have done from social media and adapt those techniques and strategies to, uh, you know, communicate and coordinate with other B2B companies out there? that the ultimate goal always is to, especially um, with social activities for many brands, B2B or B2C, is to capture attention um, and to get people, get the right eyes on your content. I know that's something we've been talking about in-house even when we think about wanting to drive high-level leads into our funnel, not just, you know, any lead, but people who are the decision makers who can really, you know, buy that social or the – software solution, you know, for a year or two years and have the buying power. So we want to not only, um, you know, attract eyes, but the right eyes. And so that, that can be sort of a difference in B2B and B2C, but the overarching theme of wanting to capture attention is the same. Um, I think B2B brands are seeing a lot of success with um, giving their brands a human face, whether that's 
kind of handing over their Instagram to an employee or, you know, to a department for a week doing Instagram takeover or, um, you know, having like a, a, a work blog that is, you know, that is customer facing as well so that people can kind of get an idea for how the product is created and et cetera. Um, and the people who work at a, at a business, I think sort of the human element is really something that B2B brands can learn from B2C brands. You know, of course, B2B brands usually have a lot, the buying process is a lot longer. So, and it's also usually what you're selling is much more expensive than, say, a bag or a shirt. Um, so, you know, that's a big difference. And I think something that adds a complexity to uh, the social materials that you have to put together. What would you say is the most powerful platform for marketers? Or should, you know, a Twitter be weighted evenly as LinkedIn? Uh, is there a best platform right now for marketers to reach folks? I tend to think that different platforms have different, really different offerings. So, you know, Twitter is really making a lot of changes right now pretty rapidly. And I think, you know, for instance, they you can now when you can now watch Periscope in feed, so directly in feed. You don't have to click through to go into Periscope. You can watch the Periscope right there. That has a huge component of, um, you know, access to your audience and ability to put up video content. Of course, there are also dangers there because Periscope is live, so you really have to carefully plan and put in quality controls for that. But so I think Twitter, you know, is, is really a wonderful place to um, – to, you know, for real-time events and for product releases and stuff like that. And I think that it's also, you know, becoming a major video player because of this Periscope development. I think, you know, Twitter is noisy. So if there was a place to put your advertising dollars, I would say Twitter would be a great one. Now, paid for our paid media, paid media manager here, Danny, says that she, as a B2B uh, marketer, she really likes to put our dollars places where maybe people aren't used to seeing B2B ads, right? So everyone always told her, no, like, don't advertise on Facebook. Like, no B2B marketers advertise on Facebook. So she started advertising on Facebook, and we've gotten a lot of quality leads from that because the space is not so saturated. You know, I think, honestly, I think even Instagram, Instagram is a space like that, Um, not from a social ad standpoint, but just, you know, organic content standpoint, I think, especially because a lot of B2B marketers haven't gotten the hint yet. If you're a B2B brand, um, Instagram might be a really great place to start cultivating a robust presence. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram are are the ones. You know, I personally love Snapchat, but I, I know that can be a real challenge to prove value for B2B businesses. I think, you know, another thing with B2B businesses is they tend to be a lot more um, really value-driven in their social marketing activities, I find. Like, there's, like, the metrics are, are very, very important because often B2B um, companies have kind of limited resources for, for the social avenue. Um, whereas, like, you know, say a Gucci or a Fendi or, you know, or many B2C businesses um, just generally have always had a lot more money devoted towards brand awareness. 
in the digital space. How important is it to sort of measure and find a way to track uh, where your leads and where folks are coming from on social? Because I feel like, you know, as you mentioned, you know, the Gucci sort of have the money at the top of the funnel to sort of just dump X insane million dollars into things like this to advertise their brand. But as B2B companies, we don't really have the money to spend exorbitant amounts. We have to really track every dollar, make sure that we're getting ROI with all of these strategies that we're running. How do analytics fit into this though? And how do we figure out the best way to measure our social dollars? Yeah, well, I mean, we believe here at Simply Measure that smart marketers don't just click publish um, and say, okay, well, I created this, here you go. You know, we, we believe execution is actually a pretty small part of the, the social marketing process and that if you want to build an exceptional program, you've got to put analytics first. So analytics fits into, you know, the research phase, like what are other brands in my space doing that, that are working? Like what are those strategies? Um, what has worked for my brand in the past? Like let me like look at the, my previous numbers to set benchmarks for future success. And then there's the execution, which is a really kind of small, it's really pressing the button. And then after that comes the measurement phase. You know, how did this campaign do? How did it do next to my competitors? How did it do next to, um, you know, my last campaign's performance? And should I switch up the metrics that I'm using to kind of dictate how I'm doing? And then for the next campaign goes back to the research phase, and then it's sort of this never-ending cycle. Um, but we really believe social analytics kind of give you the power to move the needle, to drive better results and, you know, let you understand the audiences, the conversations, the competitors that matter to you across every channel. Um, you know, I think it's sort of like, you know, analytics give you the, the, light, the light bulb in the room, you know, in the dark room where you're sort of like stumbling around. I, I think of analytics as the light bulb. Um, and they can also, you know, really inform not just the strategy, you know, for, of your social team, but also of your larger marketing team and can really help you prove the value of your team to the larger marketing organization. So I really think that, you know, social analytics are, I just, I don't, <laughs> I can't imagine having um, a social marketing program that did not include analytics in each of these phases because then it's kind of like you don't know what you're doing you don't know how well it's doing or poorly you don't know what you can optimize and you can't really make an informed decision so then when your boss you know comes to you and says so how did that do or you know you come with a budget request and he or she says well why do you need this like what value is are have you dri driven to the business in real dollars you know, I don't think you can give those answers responsibly if you haven't done done the research behind it. Is there a way to make attribution more clear uh, for social other than, than tracking IDs? Are there sort of other methods out there that you would recommend? Um, well, I think, you know, so we, our products, um, we have a suite of competitive reports and reports that you can run on your own um, social channels on your accounts and those of your competitors. Um, and we are right now really working on some exciting stuff because we are getting into um, the content tracking space and involved in dark social, which means, um, you know, a lot of the traffic to your site 
um, a lot of the purchases are probably unattributed at this point, and we're trying to solve that attribution problem. You know, when you, if you know web analytics at all, you know that a lot of um, a lot of traffic is shown as referral, but no, you don't know exactly where it comes from. Mm -hmm. Comes from, and we believe here that a lot of referral traffic actually, you know, originates in social. So we're trying to create the the link between that and proving business value. Um, but I would say, you know, just on a on a on a very regular basis, looking at your social accounts, but then also creating reports for each campaign and being able to then iterate and, you know, optimize for the next campaign is really, really important. Yeah, I, I think revenue marketing is definitely something that uh, a lot of companies have their eye on uh, looking forward into uh, 2016. But uh, is there anything else, Lucy, that you uh, also are sort of excited about or uh, will be sure to, to keep an eye on uh, in the coming year? I love watching and experiencing how social networks and brands kind of do this dance of, you know, adapting to one another and creating content around one another. And I just think this is the year when we're going to see the connection between social and dollar signs occur. Um, I know that our, it's in our product roadmap, and I think it's no longer going to be a guessing game. I think um, it's going to become very clear for social marketers, you know, what the connection is between their activities and the results. And I think that's going to put more pressure on social marketers. But I think it's also going to open up a whole different field of opportunity for them because I think once you can connect um, your activities and your campaigns to real dollar signs, then you, you can be taken seriously in your organization, quite frankly. So I think really exciting stuff to come in 2016. Yeah, for sure. Amen. Um, and as marketers, there's nothing I think more exciting than the potential uh, for attributing things correctly and you know seeing where the true value uh, of leads and of folks are coming from. Um, how can someone learn more about you and about Simply Measured? Well, I manage the blog over here at Simply Measured, so you can just head over to simplymeasured.com slash blog, or you can just go to simplymeasured.com to learn about us. I'm you can find me on Twitter at LLHITC. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Lucy. I, I really appreciate your time and think it was another great interview. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, of course. Also, thank you so much to our listeners for following along. To find out more about B2B Nation, including our HR, IT, and Lead Generation Edition, check out our website, technologyadvice.com. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, and only if you enjoyed this episode, please rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening.